You are listening to the Adults on Disney podcast. This is a special Patreon-only episode. I appreciate your support so much as a Patreon member. Without you, I wouldn't be able to do or talk about what I love, and that's Disney. I will be reading Snow White from the Selected Tales of the Brothers Grimm by Jacob and Wilhelm Grimm. I will definitely be talking shit about this story, so let's do this. If this is your first time listening, thanks so much for coming. Adults on Disney is produced every Tuesday for your enjoyment. An audiogram will be available via YouTube for my deaf and hard of hearing audience or anyone who wants captions. I hope you come back often. It was the middle of winter, and the snowflakes were falling like feathers from the sky, and a queen sat at her window working, and her embroidery frame was of ebony. And as she worked, gazing at times out on the snow, she pricked her finger, and there fell from it three drops of blood on the snow. And when she saw how bright and red it looked, she said to herself, Oh, that I had a child as white as snow, as red as blood, and as black as the wood of the embroidery frame. Okay, first off, I don't know anybody who's going to be seeing some blood and wishing for a child. Like, that's just, it seems very strange to me. Anyway, not very long after, she had a daughter with a skin as white as snow, lips as red as blood, and hair as black as ebony. And she was named Snow White. And when she was born, the queen died. After a year had gone by, the king took another wife, a beautiful woman, but proud and overbearing and she could not bear to be surpassed in beauty by anyone. She had a magic looking glass, and she used to stand before it and look in it and say, Looking glass upon the wall, who is fairest of us all? And the looking glass would answer, You are fairest of them all. And she was contented, for she knew that the looking glass spoke the truth. Now Snow White was growing prettier and prettier, and when she was seven years old, she was as beautiful as day far more so than the queen herself. So one day, when the queen went to her mirror and said, Looking glass upon the wall, who is fairest of us all? Queen, you are full fair, tis true, but Snow White fairer is than you. Alright, first off, they call it a looking glass, which to me is just strange, and the fact that Snow White was seven. She's freaking seven! I don't know, it just, it seems odd to me. Anyway, This gave the queen a great shock, and she became yellow and green with envy. Never heard of being yellow with envy, but okay. And from that hour, her heart turned against Snow White, and she hated her. And envy and pride like ill weeds grew in her heart higher every day, until she had no peace day or night. At last, she sent for a huntsman and said, Take the child out into the woods, so that I may set eyes on her no more. You must put her to death and bring me her heart for a token. The huntsman consented and led her away, but when he drew his cutlass to pierce Snow White's innocent heart, she began to weep and to say, Oh, dear huntsman, do not take my life. I will go away into the wild wood and never come home again. And as she was so lovely, the huntsman had pity on her and said, Away with you then, poor child, for he thought the wild animals would be sure to devour her, and it was as if a stone had been rolled away from his heart when he did not put her to death. I mean, shouldn't he still feel guilty because he, like, knowingly sent her to the woods, even stating that animals were going to devour her? All right, if your conscience is guilt-free. Just at that moment, 
a young wild boar came running by, so he caught and killed it, and taking out its heart, he brought it to the queen for a token, and it was salted and cooked, and the wicked woman ate it up, thinking that there was an end of Snow White. Gross. Now, when the poor child found herself quite alone in the wild woods, she felt full of terror, even of the very leaves on the trees, and she did not know what to do for fright. Then she began to run over the sharp stones and through the thorn bushes and the wild beasts after her, but they did her no harm. She ran as long as her feet would carry her, and when the evening drew near, she came to a little house, and she went inside to rest. Everything there was very small, but as pretty and clean as possible. There stood the little table ready laid and covered with a white cloth, and seven little plates and seven knives and forks and drinking cups. By the wall stood seven little beds side by side covered with clean white quilts. Well, that's interesting because in the animation they made it seem like these were gross, dirty little men. But apparently they were super clean. That's a nice surprise. Snow White, being very hungry and thirsty, ate from each plate a little porridge and bread and drank out of each little cup a drop of wine so as not to finish up one portion alone. After that, she felt so tired that she lay down on one of the beds, but it did not seem to suit her. One was too long, another too short, but at last the seventh was quite right, and so she lay down upon it, committed herself to heaven, and fell asleep. That's kind of weird, like totally Goldilocks and the Three Bears kind of vibe going on right now. When it was quite dark, the masters of the house came home. They were seven dwarves whose occupation was to dig underground among the mountains. When they had lighted their seven candles and it was quite light in the little house, they saw that someone must have been in, as everything was not in the same order in which they left it. The first said, Who has been sitting in my little chair? The second said, Who has been eating from my little plate? The third said, Who has been taking my little loaf? The fourth said, Who has been tasting my porridge? The fifth said, Who has been using my little fork? The sixth said, Who has been cutting with my little knife? The seventh said, Who has been drinking from my little cup? Then the first one, looking round, saw a hollow in his bed and cried, Who has been lying on my bed? And the others came running and cried, Someone has been on our beds too. So did they like take turns saying this? Was everybody talking at once? Because I feel like if they're all discovering these things and they're in an uproar, like are they seriously going to be patient to go the first, the second, the third, each making their little comment. I don't know. I'd be curious about how this event took place. But when the seventh looked at his bed, he saw little Snow White lying there asleep. Then he told the others, who came running up, crying out in their astonishment, and holding up their seven little candles to throw a light upon Snow White. Oh goodness, oh gracious, cried they, what beautiful child is this? and were so full of joy to see her they did not wake her but let her sleep on and the seventh dwarf slept with his comrades an hour at a time with each until the night had passed there is no way he got any sleep when it was morning and snow white awoke and saw the seven dwarfs she was very frightened but they seemed quite friendly and asked her what her name was and she told them and then they asked how she came to be in their house and she related to them how her stepmother had wished her to be put to death and how the huntsman had spared her life, and how she had run the whole day long until at last she had found their little house. Then the dwarf said, 
if you will keep our house for us and cook and wash and make the beds and sew and knit and keep everything tidy and clean, you may stay with us and you shall lack nothing. Well, in the movie, she was the one who offered to do all of those things, and the dwarves were very happy that she was going to take care of stuff and make pie and all of that nonsense. With all my heart, said Snow White, and so she stayed and kept the house in good order. In the morning, the dwarves went to the mountain to dig for gold. In the evening, they came home, and their supper had to be ready for them. All the day long, the maiden was left alone, and the good little dwarves warned her, saying, Beware of your stepmother. She will soon know you are here. Let no one into the house. Now the queen, having eaten Snow White's heart, as she supposed, felt quite sure that now she was the first and fairest, and so she came to her mirror and said, Looking glass upon the wall, who is fairest of us all? And the glass answered, Queen, thou art of beauty rare, but Snow White living in the glen with the seven little men is a thousand times more fair. Then she was very angry, for the glass always spoke the truth, and she knew that the huntsman must have deceived her, and that Snow White must still be living, and she thought and thought how she could manage to make an end of her, for as long as she was not the fairest in the land, envy left her no rest. At last she thought of a plan. She painted her face and dressed herself like an old peddler woman, so that no one would have known her. In this disguise, she went across the seven mountains until she came to the house of the seven little dwarves, and she knocked at the door and cried, Fine wares to sell, fine wares to sell. Snow White peeped out of the window and cried, Good day, woman, good day. What have you to sell? Good wares, fine wares, answered she, laces of all colors, and she held up a piece that was woven of variegated silk. I need not be afraid of letting in this good woman, thought Snow White, and she unbarred the door and bought the pretty lace. What a figure you are, child, said the old woman. Come and let me lace you properly for once. Snow White, suspecting nothing, stood up before her and let her lace her with the new lace. But the old woman laced so quickly and tightly that it took Snow White's breath away, and she fell down as dead. Now you have done with being the fairest, said the old woman, and she hastened away. Not long after that, towards evening, the seven dwarves came home and were terrified to see their dear Snow White lying on the ground without life or motion. They raised her up, and when they saw how tightly she was laced, they cut the lace in two. Then she began to draw breath, and little by little she returned to life. When the dwarves heard what had happened, they said, The old peddler woman was no other than the wicked queen. You must beware of letting anyone in when we are not here. And when the wicked woman got home, she went to her glass and said, Looking glass against the wall, who is fairest of us all? And it answered as before, Queen, thou art of beauty rare, but Snow White living in the glen with the seven little men is a thousand times more fair. All right, hold up. First off, Snow White tells these seven men that she was running all day in order to find their house. Then we get the queen who ends up going, you know, over these seven hills to get to the dwarf's house. And somehow she arrives there way before the dwarfs get home because Snow White ends up lying there for a while until evening and the dwarves came. I just like, she's got a magic broom. She's be teleporting. Like what the fuck is going on that it takes her, what, 
hours to get there. I don't know. I, I see some plot holes. <laughs> There's some stuff going on here. When she heard that she was so struck with surprise that all the blood left her heart, for she knew that Snow White must still be living. But now, said she, I will think of something that will be her ruin. And by witchcraft she made a poisoned comb. Then she dressed herself up to look like another different sort of old woman. So she went across the seven mountains and came to the house of the seven dwarves and knocked at the door and cried, Good wares to sell, good wares to sell. Snow White looked out and said, Go away. Good wares to sell, good wares to sell. Snow White looked out and said, Go away. I must not let anybody in. But you are not forbidden to look, said the old woman, taking out the poison comb and holding it up. It pleased the poor child so much that she was tempted to open the door. And when the bargain was made, the old woman said, Now for once your hair shall be properly combed. How does Snow White not realize it's the same woman? Yeah, she might not look the same, but she's saying the same shit. <laughs> like word for word to her. Ah, this child. Poor Snow White, thinking no harm, let the old woman do as she would. But no sooner was the comb put in her hair than the poison began to work, and the poor girl fell down senseless. Senseless is fucking right. That girl ain't got no damn sense. Now, ye paragon of beauty, said the wicked woman, this is the end of you, and went off. By good luck, it was now near evening, and the seven little dwarves came home. When they saw Snow White lying on the ground as dead, they thought directly that it was the stepmother's doing, and looked about, found the poison comb, and no sooner had they drawn it out of her hair than Snow White came to herself and related all that had passed. Then they warned her once more to be on her guard and never again to let anyone in at the door. And the queen went home and stood before the looking-glass and said, Looking-glass against the wall, who is fairest of us all? And the looking-glass answered as before, Queen, thou art of beauty rare, but Snow White living in the glen with the seven little men is a thousand times more fair. When she heard the looking-glass speak thus, she trembled and shook with anger. Snow White shall die, cried she, though it should cost me my own life. And then she went to a secret lonely chamber where no one was likely to come, and there she made a poisonous apple. It was beautiful to look upon, being white with red cheeks, so that any one who should see it must long for it, but whoever ate even a little bit of it must die. When the apple was ready, she painted her face and clothed herself like a peasant woman and went across the seven mountains to where the seven dwarfs lived. Okay, are you fucking kidding me? She goes to this secret lonely chamber where no one was likely to come to make this poisonous apple. So how the hell did she end up making this poisonous comb? I mean, did she go somewhere that was not secret and lonely, where no one was likely to come? Why now? Why this? It just, it blows my mind. My God. Consistency, people. Consistency. And when she knocked at the door, Snow White put her head out of the window and said, I dare not let anybody in. The seven dwarves told me not to. All right, answered the woman. I can easily get rid of my apples elsewhere. There, I will give you one. No, answered Snow White. I dare not take anything. Are you afraid of poison? said the woman. Look here. I will cut the apple in two pieces. You shall have the red side, I will have the white one. For the apple was so cunningly made that all the poison was in the rosy half of it. 
Snow White longed for the beautiful apple, and as she saw the peasant woman eating a piece of it, she could no longer refrain, but stretched out her hand and took the poisoned half. But no sooner had she taken a morsel of it into her mouth than she fell to the earth as dead. And the queen, casting on her a terrible glance, laughed aloud and cried, as white as snow, as red as blood, as black as ebony. This time the dwarves will not be able to bring you to life again. And when she went home and asked the looking glass, looking glass against the wall, who is fairest of us all? At last it answered, you are the fairest now of all. Then her envious heart had peace as much as an envious heart can have. Well, now what the fuck is she going to do with her time? Day and night, she was worried about this fucking princess. And now she has some kind of peace. What's she going to do with her time? The dwarves, when they came home in the evening, found Snow White lying on the ground. And there came no breath out of her mouth, and she was dead. They lifted her up, sought if anything poisonous was to be found, cut her laces, combed her hair, washed her with water and wine... So I tried to do some research to find out exactly why people washed with wine. I couldn't really find anything. It definitely took me down this crazy rabbit hole that I did not anticipate going. Didn't find an answer, but as I was going down this crazy rabbit hole, I ended up coming across some crazy things. One thing that I ended up seeing on this historyextra.com, it was talking about how they would wash their clothes in a river or a stream. And that to make sure that they emerged thoroughly clean, they sometimes added stale urine or wood ash to the water. And I'm thinking, man, these crazy people completely thought out of the box. Insanity. Have to applaud them. But it's crazy. As I continued down the rabbit hole, it was talking about wine therapy and such. And just Google itself was talking about, can you get drunk bathing in wine? And it was saying that the skin is a poor conductor of alcohol to the blood, but if you immersed your entire body in a high enough proof to get the alcohol in, it would only take a few minutes, not much longer than drinking it. But it would then be too much by the time you started to feel it and you would get alcohol poisoning or death. So definitely don't try that at home. But all was of no avail. The poor child was dead and remained dead. Then they laid her on a bier and sat all seven of them round it and wept and lamented three whole days. And then they would have buried her, but then she looked still as if she were living with her beautiful blooming cheeks. So they said, we cannot hide her away in the black ground. And they had made a coffin of clear glass so as to be looked into from all sides. And they laid her in it and wrote in golden letters upon it her name and that she was a king's daughter. Then they set the coffin out upon the mountain, and one of them always remained by it to watch. It's funny that they ended up having one of them to stand by her coffin every day to watch. You would think that if they had done that while she was alive, she wouldn't be in this position. And the birds came too and mourned for Snow White, first an owl, then a raven, and lastly a dove. So I did a little more research because I was curious about the symbol of the owl, the raven, and the dove. Just using Google, an owl, it's a symbol of wisdom, regal silence, fierce intelligence, great thinkers, endurance. I mean, first off, fierce intelligence, mm, that's questionable. Great thinker, mm, maybe not so much. Now the raven, it's always a symbol of loss or an ill omen. 
It also symbolizes prophecy or insight, um, a strong, mysterious energy force. I mean, I guess I could see that, seeing that she was still, like, kind of alive. Um, but the dove, the dove is interesting because it does symbolize love, peace, a messenger, and hope. So I can definitely see the hope part. Now for a long while, Snow White lay in the coffin and never changed, but looked as if she were asleep, for she was still as white as snow, as red as blood, and her hair was as black as ebony. It happened, however, that one day a king's son rode through the wood and up to the dwarf's house, which was near it. Apparently, they don't have words for the daughter of a king or the son of a king. Prince or princess, come on. He saw on the mountain the coffin and beautiful Snow White within it, and he read what was written in golden letters upon it. Then he said to the dwarves, Let me have the coffin, and I will give you whatever you like to ask for it. But the dwarves told him that they could not part with it for all the gold in the world. But he said, I beseech you to give it to me, for I cannot live without looking upon Snow White. If you consent, I will bring you to great honor and care for you as if you were my brethren. So, a little creepy. He doesn't know her, never met her, but he wants to keep her like some kind of statue or some kind of trophy or token in his castle. And of course, when he so spoke, the good little dwarves had pity upon him and gave him the coffin. It was so easy for them to give up the coffin, although they had just said they couldn't get rid of it for all the gold in the world. Oh, this fucking guy. And the king's son called his servants and bid them carried away on their shoulder. Now it happened that as they were going along, they stumbled over a bush. And with the shaking, the bit of poisoned apple flew out of her throat. It was not long before she opened her eyes, threw up the cover of the coffin, and sat up alive and well. That would be creepy. I mean, straight up, apple flies out of her mouth. She throws open the coffin. She sits up. Like, would people not be freaked out? I feel like these dudes would have just dropped this coffin and she would have tumbled. <laughs> it would have been a shit show. Fucking shit show. I mean, it would definitely be more dramatic than the whole true love's kiss thing, which doesn't even happen. But anyway, she says, Oh dear, where am I? The king's son answered, full of joy, You are near me. And relating all that had happened, he said, I would rather have you than anything in the world. Come with me to my father's castle, and you shall be my bride. And Snow White was kind and went with him, and their wedding was held with pomp and great splendor. But Snow White's wicked stepmother was also bidden to the feast, and when she had dressed herself in beautiful clothes, she went to her looking-glass and said, Looking-glass upon the wall, who is fairest of us all? The looking glass answered, O oh, queen, although you are of beauty rare, the young bride is a thousand times more fair. Then she railed and cursed and was beside herself with disappointment and anger. First she thought she would not go to the wedding, but then she felt she should have no peace until she went and saw the bride. And when she saw her, she knew her for Snow White and could not stir from the place for anger and terror. For they had ready red-hot iron shoes in which she had to dance until she fell down dead. Yikes. That would be fucking brutal. Red-hot iron shoes. Well, that sucks. Sucks to be her for sure. Anyway, that was the 
Patreon exclusive reading of Snow White from the Selected Tales of the Brothers Grimm by Jacob and Wilhelm Grimm. I hope you enjoyed that story. It's definitely different, interesting, and a lot to compare to the animated feature Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. But uh, definitely give me your thoughts. Tell me what you were thinking and how you felt about that. You can email me at adultsondisney at gmail.com or post to our Patreon exclusive Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash groups slash AOD fans. The next story I'm going to read is going to be Snow White and Rose Red. If you're not familiar with Rose Red, that is supposed to be Snow White's sister. That'll be your next Patreon exclusive reading. All right. This is Shamrock. Peace.